Hello, Fabrizia. How you go? How are you doing today? I'm good. Still in the middle of the move. Yeah, so. we're preparations going, getting crazy, really crazy about that. Yeah, the mess expands. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems to get worse. Anyway, one day it, the movers will come and it will all go away. So <laughs> I, I trust the process. Great. That's all I can say. Anyway. <clears throat> so we had, we had a very nice conversation last week about uh, the topic of mediocrity and um, what it means to be mediocre, what it means to comparing ourselves to others, uh, what kind of scale should we use to, to define quality and so on. Uh, so is there, is there anything that you would like to, to add to, to that conversation just to take from where we left and progress? Because I think there's a lot to be said about that. Yes, there's just so many things. This 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 topic it's so big. I think we're gonna spend more than a couple of podcasts on it because all the different aspects. But um, thinking back on how we 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 left off last time about um, our evaluation of um, our work and other people's work is totally subjective. It's not objective. It's not an objective evaluation. We cannot say. Um, well, sometimes you can see that our work is not as good as somebody else's, but sometimes we really don't have the right parameters to to do it, and we always feel like we're missing something, we're not good enough. You know, that is just humanly understandable. But there's something else that comes in there, and that can be jealousy. There is an element of jealousy that a lot of people experience, and it's about and it's totally dictated by ego in that sense. We want to be out there. We want to be recognized as good. We want to be, you know, we have an idea where we're trying to be. And then when we see someone else in that place, we get these pangs of, oh, some people do, jealousy. Mm-hmm. And um, I know because it used to happen to me a lot. And I realized that in reality, uh, our emotions, you know, are indicators of something inside us. You know, like I said, everything is totally subjective. So when I started realizing that I was looking at someone doing something or, or publishing something or being, you know, you know, you know, doing something that I wanted to do, then I was jealous. You know, I was going like, why is he doing this and I'm not? You know, why are they there and I'm not? Or it's like they took my place, in, that you know, my rightful place in the world. Someone else is occupying it. You know, get off it. <laughs> my place, you know. And there's this kind of toddler reaction to, you know, that was mine and you took it. And, and um, it, I know it's not, and people are going to think, well, I'm not like that. But actually there's that twinge that happens and some people have it worse than others and some people have learned to deal with it and some people haven't. And some people are constantly under um, a feeling of jealousy or maybe they have been, um, you know, hailed and acclaimed, look at all these, you know, pop stars that have fallen into this script. They, they, they were number one and then they fall down and then they keep thinking like, oh, we were so good, we, you know, but you're not anymore, you know, you, you should do some work, you should do some, you never did work that good. And so, and they feel like something's been taken away. So either because you never got there or because you got there and lost it. There's many ways to 
uh, feel this jealousy. But jealousy really is an indicator of something's not all well in the world inside of you. Um, and it stems from ego, of course, but it stems, stems from a lack of, um, from insecurity, a yeah. personal insecurity about the work you do. So when we realize that, it's much easier to deal with it. And we can also say, okay, this is nothing to do with this other person. Also because there isn't one place in the world. There's place for everybody. <laughs> everybody who has anything to say in artistically and that is worth anything can have its place in the world. So, you know, the, the fact that you got there before me doesn't mean that my place is taken or that my road is going to be harder in any way. Yeah, I mean, art is not a zero-sum game. It's not a zero-sum game. And actually, in some ways, if I see somebody, you know, doing something that is similar to me and they go and they open the way, you know, when you go on a skiing championship, you always have a couple of guys that are really good skiers and they just kind of open, they go down first, kind of open the piste, whatever. So we, some people go ahead and it doesn't mean that you can't reach there and overtake them necessarily. If you are better than them, eventually you will. So the jealousy really is a crippling effect because we feel bad about ourselves and we feel it's not a constructive uh, feeling. But it is an indicator and it is useful to pay attention to it. Yes, but jealousy is, uh, is a very human uh, feeling, right? And it's, it's really hard to, to not be jealous. And it's, in, it's due to what's inside us, of course, but it's, it's really hard to fight at times. Uh, and I see people that uh, their reaction to jealousy is to, to whine, to, to complain publicly about, oh, that person, that guy uh, was called for that job and I didn't get it and I deserved that job and he got it instead of me. Uh, he's getting, we're going back to what we said last week about uh, likes uh, and hearts and kudos on social media and so on. Why are those people successful? I'm not. And also in, in the field of commercial success, why are those people getting gigs, getting paid more than me and so on? And maybe what's the... Things don't go together. You know, because mm -hmm. it's like I found out that, you know, people were getting a million likes and uh, they weren't making any money. Oh, yeah. Right. I sometimes don't get many likes, but I'm making more money with my photographer than most people that with loads and loads of likes. It's my skills on social media are very limited. So I don't publish enough. I don't have those, you know, they publish a lot. They have huge followings and they have tons of likes, which is great because it helps, but it doesn't pay the bills. No, it doesn't. And, uh, yeah. But whatever the, the meter that you use to measure success, uh, it's inevitable that there will be somebody who is more successful than you. and. I see a lot of this kind of reaction of going public and complaining about that, complaining about the fate that was con conspiring against our success and so on. And I don't think that's a very productive uh, way of handling the situation, uh, at least because you, you end up looking like uh, a loser, somebody who only complains, right? But what would you suggest? What would be the, the right way to, to approach such, this kind of jealousy? Well, 
jealousy is a, is a feeling, an emotion. What to do with it is an action. So it's two different things. To put people down so that you can feel better, you know, a lot of people do that. They whine and they put people down and they say, oh, they're not really good or whatever to make themselves feel better. You know, that comes from jealousy, but that's the action. You don't have to do that. If you, like I said, if you, if you uh, pay attention to your emotions and you understand that this is jealousy, you can then say, okay, what is this saying about me? It's nothing to do with this other person. They're just doing their own thing. They're not aware of you. They don't even know you, right? So you're looking at something who has done you wrong somehow, and they don't know. <laughs> so it doesn't really, it doesn't make sense. Emotions are not logical things. They're not rational things. They're just emotions. They come from all sorts of things. We may feel jealous because we never got you know, a cuddle from our father, nobody told us we were good enough, or they just said we weren't, all the kinds of things that we bring with us from childhood. So the understa understanding that your jealousies may come from a thousand different places, and instead of saying, reacting with jealousy and acting against whoever is out there, and thinking instead, why am I jealous and what does it say about me, and how do I overcome it? because really it has no place. It's not constructive, it's not good for me, and it doesn't really change the other person in any way. All it can bring is, you know, unhappiness, basically, because if you're constantly jealous, and it's yourself, like I said, it comes from your insecurity. You're not sure of yourself, therefore you take it out on somebody else. And it's a bit like being jealous of your girlfriend or your boyfriend, you know. You don't trust them because you're insecure about yourself or not thinking you're good enough for them or something, subconsciously. And so you don't trust them and you think that anyone who might meet them might take them away from you, you know. And, and what does that say about you? your um, maturity in a relationship, not much. Jealousy is a very immature, limbic brain type of uh, emotion. It's just one of those, one of those things. So, um, recognizing it mm -hmm. and being aware of it is the first step to dealing with it. And the next thing is, we briefly talked about building and, you know, our, our self, confidence and our uh, our self-confidence comes from the work we've done before basically that is our biggest self-confidence kind of powerhouse and but we keep working from a place of I am missing this I am missing that I am lacking this I'm not there yet I'm not good enough yet I have so much to do my to-do list is in whether it's creatively or in business we have a to-do list that is a mile long and we always feel like we're behind and even and creatively I'm not talking about business which is crazy but even just as a, you know we have a project and it's not good enough and there's always that thing missing and this other thing missing and I can't do this and I can't do that and I have to learn this and I have to learn that and I've got to get better at this and that. And we're constantly working from a place of lack and that does not help. And that is where jealousy and everything comes in. If we turn around and say, what have I done 
so far and look back. That's why I totally believe in journaling and in morning pages. And I think we touched on this before. Have we talked about? I think so. It, anyway, everybody buy The Artist Way by Julia Cameron and read it. At, at least the first chapter. That's all you need <laughs> on morning pages. But journaling, writing things down. I can go back and read stuff that I wrote a year ago and realize how much work I've done, how far I've come two, three years ago. My goodness, it's like another person. You know, I've done so much and everybody has, but we just don't realize. We don't take time to celebrate our little victories. When we do something good, we just go, okay, that was good. Okay, let's move on. We don't spend any time really celebrating in a small way. I don't mean throw a party every time you finish a project, but just kind of saying, okay, I've done this. And it's good work. I've done it as best as I can. It's done. It's finished. I close this loop. This is a, an achievement, right? It's a brick in my, the, this thing that I'm building. And we never take time to look back and realize how many things we've done, how many good things we've done, how far we've come, and then build on that. And you're not building from a place of lack then, but you're building from a place of power, empowerment, because you are sitting on your own achievement. Now, these two things don't mean that we don't strive for excellency and we don't strive to get better. You know, we don't have a pull towards the future and better things. And it also doesn't mean that you're sitting on your own achievements and you're good as you are. You know, that's not what I mean. Mm -hmm. What I mean is this internal shift of where you are working from, because one will always stifle you because you always feel less than. And the other one will always empower you because you go like, okay, I've done all this and now I can do more. This is like the battery that powers my next step. And the next step may be completely out of your comfort zone, but you have a light rocket fuel behind you to push you forward. You're not just trying to, you know, hang on to a rope dangling and hoping to make it up there. Big difference in the way you work. God, I talk a lot. <laughs> yeah, you did talk a lot, but it was all great. So <laughs> I'm sure our <laughs> listeners will love it. Uh, you you also already uh, basically answered or uh, touched the topic that I wanted to, to to say next. What I wanted to say is that uh, you know what looks like maybe an opposite reaction to this state of things, to these jealousies. Sometimes people will say. Oh, I'm, I know I'm not good enough, but I'm, I'm good enough for myself. What I'm creating is good enough. I don't care about getting better. Don't bother me with critics, with telling me uh, you might do things better because I'm at this stage and to me, I'm satisfied with this, which maybe is a mean of, uh, is sometimes can be a way of shielding ourselves from uh, uh, the idea that we are uh, not good enough, that we are... Uh, uh, we still that there's a gap. We try to there's a there's still a gap there. I think, but people are trying to cover that gap, hide it from view, and saying, "I'm good enough for myself. I don't care what others think." Which well, that's uh, you know the was it um was the no people are paving over the gap and the grapes. Yeah, the sour know. sour grapes. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the fox that goes and sees the grapes, you mm -hmm. know, or the, it was the bird and the cheese and all that, you know, all of those things that we learn at school. And you go like, oh, you know, that's really nice. And because you can't reach it, you go, well, I don't like grapes. Mm -hmm. You know, yep. it's not really true. The but grapes you are, are sour. 
That's okay. Some yeah. Sometimes uh, some of it is temporarily good to protect yourself because maybe you are you need time to settle and be at the stage where you're at for a minute to consolidate what you're doing and then you get the strength to move forward again if you are starting from a place where you're building on what you have but some of the some people are just plain lazy they just don't bother you know and i know in some things i am like that you know tell me about off camera flash i say i don't like it why because i want to carry them around <laughs> it's not true that i don't like it because i see some things most things I don't like, but some things I see, some photos that where it's been used and used fantastically well, and I go like, I wish I could do that. I should try and do that. I really want to try and do that because, yeah, that would be cool. But basically, I am lazy. I don't want to carry stuff around. I just bought myself a mirrorless. Hey, finally, <laughs> because the least stuff I carry, the better it is. And I adapt my photography to go with my laziness. <laughs> And for now, it's okay. But, you know, now this off-camera flash is looming and it's kind of, you know, I keep seeing things and I'm going like, yeah, and I have one. I just, you know, anyway, what I'm saying is sometimes we are just lazy. We don't want to go out of our comfort zone. We don't want to stretch. It's just, you know, it's, it's not comfortable and it's easier to stay where you are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if some people are happy where they are, that's okay. And after a while, for me, you know, something comes and pokes me in the ribs and says, off camera flash, it's time you pick it up again. (laughs) Get off your ass and and carry me around, you know, (laughs) find it useful me. Yeah, well. Another concept, uh, so you said you you talked a lot and I just made some (laughs) mental notes about the things that I wanted to, that your talking inspired me to to think about. And you you mentioned this fact of, uh, us being the, the sum total of what everything that we did uh, in the past. And we should look at that with uh, uh, acknowledging what we did and not just throwing it away as, uh, as something that was uh, immature or uh, not so good. And there's a concept, uh, and just because I'm studying Japanese these days, there's a Japanese word that is sabi, which is also part of a, a, this two-word combination that is wabi-sabi, which normally is used to uh, denote a number of uh, like uh, aesthetic style or a trend in design where people just basically sell uh, overpriced old stuff. <laughs> but it actually has a, has a very profound meaning. Uh, and sabi is this concept of uh, graceful and uh, so- something persisting through time with grace and dignity and accumulating patina and and this uh, like the, the green oxidation of the statue of liberty i'm just quoting from from an article we'll put a link in the show notes that i the red one gives a very good definition of what wabi sabi is and I, and i think both concepts one is this concept of sabi which is the the passing of time the embracing of the passing of time and the quality that it confers to objects and to people and the other one is wabi which is peace or quiet fulfillment with inten- intentional simplicity which is i mean it's really hard to uh, to grok to to get uh, and 
it originated from the 14th century with the Japanese Buddhist monks that had very simple robes, often worn out and a bit tattered, and they lived in simple housing and so on. And I think that's, that's something that we should try to embrace. Uh, wabi-sabi is a form of, of quality because it's appreciated by people in, in itself. But it's, it's very much the acceptance of what we are, the quiet acceptance of what we are, which doesn't exclude the fact that we strive, always strive to get better, but we should not strive to get better, but just saying everything that we've done so far is crap. Yeah, exactly. It's the concept of embracing your imperfections and making them work for exactly. you, which I think deserves a whole other podcast in itself because it's a big, it's a big thing. And it's also a powerhouse, you know, when we do that. And um, yes, there is an element of, and I think every artist, I mean, we say, I, I don't know anyone who loves any type of art and practices it that does not have some kind of introspection, you know, and, and um, it, it's not possible to produce work without looking inside, looking inwards and bringing out parts of yourself. Otherwise, you're just mimicking and it's, it's not really, you know, it's not really making mm -hmm. anything that is that is yours. You're just copying. It's a bit like there are some great painters and they, they're really amazing painters. But what they do is they make replicas of great paintings, you know, they, they make exact replicas and you can't tell them apart. Now, what skill do you need to have to make a replica of, you know, the Mona, I'm not saying the Mona Lisa is not actually the best painting in the world, but you know, some painted the Caravaggio's or the, or some of, of uh, Giotto or some of Raffaello or Tiziano, you know, all of those. Mm. What skill do you need to have to make an exact replica of that? But these people are, you know, they're, I don't know how to say it. They're like factory workers. You know, they're incredibly skilled, mm -hmm. but they don't make art, right? Mm -hmm. Unless they do it in their own spare time, they do other stuff, maybe. But what I'm saying is they take hours and hours and days and months to replicate works of art faithfully. The skill is unbelievable, but yet they're not producing anything of themselves. Yeah, exactly. So are they artists or not? That's the big question, right? They're craftspeople, craft maybe. Craftsmen, exactly. Yeah, but they're not creatives. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, this concept of wabi-sabi uh, means basically that uh, also accepting that fate and fortune are not always in our favor. So if fate and fortune favored, excuse the alliteration, somebody else, <laughs> uh, we should accept it with dignity and grace, which I know is easier said than done. But yeah, jealousy and especially venting out uh, is not conductive to, to anything good. Also because I believe that the universe is abundant, like life is abundant, and there's um, evidence of that everywhere. Uh, if you look at a parking lot, out of concrete you get flowers. You know, every little crack you get something growing. So life yeah. will not stop at anything. Yeah, but there's one thing that you never get out of a parking lot. 
and that's a free space. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, sorry, well, just kidding. It's abundant, life is abundant, that's how it works, you know. And so there is enough out there for everybody. And the thing is, when we are giving and generous and open, you know, then we are giving and we are receiving, and we're open to give and we're open to receive. And then this is when, when, you, when, we, are, when we are stingy, and jealousy is a stingy type of, mm-hmm. you know, it's all for myself, it's very egocentric, then we are close to everything, to giving and to receiving. There is no, it's a two-way thing. And so, and sometimes we don't get now because it's not our time. It's not, it's not necessarily good for us to get something now. Maybe it's okay for us to get it down the road. And the third, the other thing, third, fourth, I don't know how many points I made, but anyway, it's like people want a magic wand. They want something to happen today. You have an idea, you launch your course, you do your thing, or you, you do your workshop, or you go to a workshop, you start working, you become a photographer, and you think clients are going to flock to you, and you want your business to succeed within like three and a half months max. And it takes... 15 years, you know, and you and you look at someone else and they go like, oh, but they do it. How do you do it? Yeah, well, I've been doing this for 30 years. And the, the people don't understand that things are built, like we said. You build and you build and you build and things start to roll and grow. Anyway, that's a whole other, oh, God, how many podcast seeds are we planting today? <laughs> Maybe one way to, that just occurred to me, one way to, to deal with jealousy is, and I'm, thinking of what we said in uh, what was that episode uh, 13 about networking and making friends and I remember saying this this mantra always be giving so it just occurred to me that maybe one one way to deal with people who are more successful than us is not to think what can I get in order to surpass them but what can I give and what can I give to those people instead of being jealous, saying that je- they have so much that I don't have, but maybe if I come forward and give something to them and think, what can I give to them? They may- maybe some of that, their success will reflect on me, right? It's yeah. perfectly, it would be perfectly okay to approach a person that you think is successful and so on, even if you don't think it's totally deserved and contact them and ask them, what can I do for you? Is there anything I can do for you? That might be turning the things on. Yeah, or just send them a compliment. Sometimes it's just as simple as that. Acknowledge that someone did a good thing. That's fine. It doesn't take anything away from you. Good. Uh, Good. That's it. That was uh, another great uh, episode, I think. (laughs) Anything you would like to, to add? No, I've talked enough, I think. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. Next time I will talk more myself. That's okay. (laughs) If I can get a word in edgewise. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) You're great. So Um, I'd like our readers, uh, yeah, listeners, well, readers as well. Do you transcribe this stuff? uh, No, I don't transcribe. Well, then, listeners, to... um, Comment, how do you deal with jealousy? Do you experience jealousy? Let's open this conversation a little bit and see if it's, you know, maybe nobody's jealous. And then we've just done a complete episode for nothing. But I don't think so. No, I don't think so. 
<laughs> yes, go to our website at closingthegap.live. That's uh, we have all the episodes up uh, until this. Now nah, this this is episode fifteen, I believe. If we keep up with the schedule, and uh, each episode has uh, show notes, links to everything that we mentioned uh, today, and uh, comment section, so you can use comments. And there's also a little button at the bottom of the the post, uh, which you can just press the button and record your own uh, question or comment in your own voice and we'll be happy to um, give it a listen and maybe talk about it in one of the upcoming episodes. See challenge, speak more than me. Yep. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see, see the longest comment you can make. <laughs> Great. <Bye. laughs> I'll, see you, I'll see you next week maybe. Maybe you will yeah. be on the road with all of your boxes of not stuff yet, not moving yet. not yet but maybe have another another. three weeks to go great okay have a nice bye. day take care bye bye, bye.